prayers from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text this morning is the gospel as I just read to you from the gospel of Luke. If I were to ask you to define the word excuse, what might you come up with? Any ideas? Did any of you make excuses this week for something? I know I did, probably a few times. Well, we probably could have put a, a title on this text, Excuses, Excuses. But let me just share something with you. This happened a number of, of years ago. Reverend Dale Barrett offers his people no excuse Sunday. He has cots for those who like to sleep in. They have blankets for those when the sanctuary is too cold. And they have fans for people when the sanctuary is too hot for some people. And they have sand for those who rather be at the beach. TVs for those who prefer services on the, on the screen. Poinsettias and lilies for Christmas and Easter Sundays. Does this sound familiar? Man, I tell you, this guy was right on, on target. It sounds familiar to me, because I remember years ago, the excuse I had was, I'm visiting St. Mattress Church, listening to Pastor Pillow, speaking about the rumbles on the sheet. You know, you laugh, and you think it's kind of cute. And it really is. But it's so sad, isn't it? Because you see, one of the things that you and I, when we were baptized, we became part of God's kingdom. And part of that is discipleship to Jesus. Well, Jesus brought us into the kingdom through, our, through the water and, and the Holy Spirit. But unfortunately, sometimes we kind of forget who we are. One of the things that in, in the villages I like is they're, they're not, uh, uh, well, they have ambassadors. And that, it, that's kind of a soft word, isn't it? I thought about that. At first, it didn't hit me that way, but now I can see it's a very soft word because that's what they are. They're an ambassador for the villagers. You and I become an ambassador for Jesus Christ. You know, when uh, Jesus also was an ambassador, wasn't he? He was an ambassador for his father, and it cost him. It cost him his life. You see, Jesus came down into our dark world, the glories of heaven. He came down to be like us. Because the Father saw to it that you and I will not be alone in our walk to him. And so he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to die on the cross. He sent Jesus to, to suffer on our behalf. He sent Jesus to rise again that Easter morning. And then Jesus says, my work is almost done. Now it's up to the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit now who's working in us today. He's here. Last week in, in a sermon I, I, I preached, I ended with, with these words. God the Father will never, 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 never leave you alone, will he? He's always there. And he is so concerned about you. He is so concerned about us that when I lose some hairs on my head, some of us have that problem already, don't we? He knows every one of them that we lose. 
Unfortunately, he doesn't grow them back. But he is that concerned about you and me and our life that he wants to be 100% a part of each of us. Discipleship is another word that I believe should be put on, on this text. Because Jesus had come to Samaria and they did not accept him like he was hoping because he was heading for Jerusalem. But then Jesus tries to get across to his disciples what the relationship should be between he and them. And it's no different for us. Because of Jesus, because of what Jesus did, you and I have direct access to the Father. That um, when Jesus died, you remember what happened to the temple curtain? What happened? It was ripped apart, wasn't it? Why did that happen? So see, after Jesus died, now he is the mediator between us and the Father. We have direct access to the Father. Just think for a moment. And I, my wife and I have been, uh, I guess, put into a situation where we, we watch the science channel a lot. And they're talking about space, you know, how uh, 50 billion or whatever. And I just think, I guess the Father might be up there looking and saying, you're missing the whole point. You're missing the point of what I have done. God the Father was the creator. There was no grand explosion. One of, one of the examples I used in my confirmation classes to disprove that theory of uh, the, the explosion is that take a computer. How many parts are in the, How many little parts are in a computer? Let's say a big one. Thousands of them, aren't they? And all those parts are in a sheet. And there are four, four people on each, uh, there are four people, each one on a corner, and they fill that thing up and it comes down the computer. Doesn't work, does it? And that's what they're saying. The Big Bang Theory is another one. It is God the Father who not only created this world, but saw what Adam and Eve have done. And they, he said, I'm going to take care of the problem because I know they can't. You and I can't take care of our problem, which is a sinful, the sinful self. When Jesus came, he took care of the unholy three. You remember what those were from your confirmation? Sin, death, and the devil. That's all he took. Jesus Christ. He came to take our position so we can have access to the Father. The cross is that example. What Jesus did on the cross made us free. Made us free of our sin. You just heard it a while ago. Plain as day. You confessed your sins, and what did you hear from me? Your are forgiven. You and I need to hear that every day, several times a day. We need to hear that over and over again. Yesterday, my, my wife and I went to a, a funeral up at, uh, at Trinity, and there was a good friend of ours. The pastor kept saying, God is with you. God is with him. He is with God now. 
And that's what we look forward to. That's what you and I, as a disciple of Christ, that is what we are supposed to be saying day after day after day, not just for the pastor. If you say it to your husband, you say it to your wife, you say it to your friend, is that a valid statement? If, they're, uh, are, if, if, if they are confessing their, their sins, it's as if Jesus never said that to them personally. You are that ambassador. You are that disciple that is supposed to say that over and over and over again so people can have the same peace and joy that we have. That's what a disciple does. They go, they go to somebody and share the good news of the Father. What a joy that is. <coughs> As a pastor, it is one of my greatest joys I've ever had in ministry. <coughs> To be able to go up and say, David, your sins are forgiven. They are forgiven. Dennis, your sins are forgiven. What a joy that is. To be able to say that. And to know that you are not just shooting in thin air, are you? You are saying the actual truth. This is what God the Father wants every one of us to hear. Discipleship means to have the heart of Jesus. And having the heart of Jesus is to follow him, is to be like, like him. That's what a disciple of Jesus is. Now, are there valleys and peaks in that life? When you became a Christian, everything is fine, isn't it? No problems. You shake your heads, no, that's not true. Why? Because we still live in a world of sin. Sin is part of my nature. I want to make excuses, too. I can remember when <clears throat> years ago when I was active in, in ministry, and particularly up in, in, in Kingsland, Georgia, I had to make a number of, of evangelism calls. <laughs> and sometimes I prayed, Lord, please don't let them be home. But that was wrong, wasn't it? I should have prayed, please, Lord, let them be home. Why? So I can share the good news of Jesus Christ. In the um, daily devotion, and this was just this past Wednesday, I felt that this is a, a good closing. Faithful Christians still struggle to believe. Sin dwells in our flesh. We trip in our service when the heart and mind wander. And we chase things that gratify the flesh. Thankfully, there is one who didn't trip in his service. Jesus didn't waver in his love of the Father. He is perfect in every way and calls us out of idolatry and darkness when he puts faith into our hearts through his word. Our imperfections, mistakes, excuses, and sins reach their end in Jesus. In him, our love of God is complete. For in him, the stain of sin is washed away as we live, serve, and anticipate life in heavenly dwelling. You and I are on a journey. And that journey sometimes is very challenging. And yet, we know that somebody's with us wherever we go. Like I said earlier, the Father will never, 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 never 
never put you out there that he might be alone. May that comfort and hope always be yours. Trust the Father. Believe that he's looking out for your welfare when you hit the valley and when you hit the peaks. Amen.